So I'm here with Kalea Isabel Kala, who is the director and producer of the film Transmodernity. Welcome. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, so maybe you could start by just telling us what you understand by the term transmodernity. And it's, yeah, it's, I'm, fam I'm already familiar with the language of metamodernity, metamodernism, and so might the listeners, but transmodernity is a little bit new for me. So maybe we can go on to explore whether there's any connections, but first of all, transmodernity in your own words. Yeah. So transmodernity is um, a philosophical concept, an umbrella term. It kind of describes different social and cultural movements that are going on right now, but with a very positive outlook, um, looking at what is working and uh, the beautiful things and opportunities that are arising, um, and to see how can we kind of channel our energy more in that direction rather than just looking at the apocalyptic picture that is being painted right now. Um, yeah, to empower people, and I believe it is important to have this term that kind of brings all these different fields and disciplines together, ties them together to show that often we're talking about different things, um, sorry, the same thing in different words, different vocabulary, but in the end, um, yeah, we're actually very interconnected, so it's very important to have this kind of transdisciplinary discourse to see how we're all connected and to learn from each other and exchange our ideas and experience. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a very um, uniting term that goes beyond the different fields. So trans here mean, is meaning across, is meaning beyond. Uh, it's something about uh, yeah, bringing different disciplines and different like, ways of thinking together then. Um, and so could you give us some examples of uh, transmodern like thinkers or transmodern organizations? Like do these do these things already exist? Yeah, they do exist and there's more and more emerging, I feel, or maybe it's because my personal uh, awareness is more focused towards that. <clears throat> um, but I do think, for example, the Psychedelic Society is one of those institutions. Um, and why is that? That is because um, it's kind of taking, uh, looking at like old cultures and uh, rituals and kind of exploring their importance um, right now in the contemporary day and kind of removing it from this uh, old taboo of ooh, drugs, but reappropriating re the term and the culture around it. And uh, I think fusing together quite a diverse range of people through their events um, and the, the dialogue that is kind of emerging from this. So, so the trans here is part of it at least is fusing old and new. Absolutely. And so this, in integral theory and metamodern theory there's a lot of talk of, of transcending and including or, or both and thinking and I mean yeah I relate that um, in the work that I do with the Psychedelic Society we always have been keen to take the best of both kind of past shamanic traditions or indigenous shamanic traditions and also modern psychedelic science. So yeah, I see how that's a kind of, uh, yeah, that's one way of thinking about the work that we do. Uh, so any, any other examples of organizations or thinkers that you'd consider transmodern? Um, yeah, for example, uh, there's Satish Kumar who uh, founded the Schumacher College in Devon in the south of England. And for me, he's transmodern because he's saying uh, something that actually is not new, it's, it's kind of going back to the basics, saying education should be about an alignment 
the heart, head and hands. So coming down from this like overly rational mm. um, view of you know studying and learning, everything has been the head and has to be explained and proven and saying, hey, a part of this, not only of course, but a part of this is also tuning into yourself, being in balance with yourself, understanding like that we are part of like this whole planetary system and that uh, we have to respect our mother nature and um, that this is kind of sacred basic knowledge but it needs to be kind of rediscovered in this kind of manic speeded up um, exploitative world that we live in unfortunately where we humans think we can do anything mm -hmm. um, so there the students learn how to make things then they also study and write essays of course there's discussions and then there's also this form of co-living where um, it's a non-dogmatic commune in a way um, where the students can uh, set up their own community and set up their own rules so it's not led or guided by the professors and I think this is very unique because not every um, community works in the same way. It really depends on who's there um, and what kind of experiences these people uh, bring you know, into the community and I think it's so valuable again to kind of fuse the old and new worlds and, and see okay now we have technologies that mm -hmm. are you know very very prominent in our society today and in our personal lives um, and how can we find the right balance to create you know more meaning from this and uh, yeah fuse all these elements together. Mm -hmm. So that some of the integrations I heard there then were you mentioned head and heart coming to some kind of like balance or uh, integration of these things and also, so you were talking about Schumacher College there yes. then, yeah, and so the way in which uh, its uh, students are learning to study, and but they're also learning to live with one another, and um, perhaps, yeah, I can see how that provides a, a more full, more whole education and understanding of life rather than, uh, you know, people just living somewhat separately from their university or from their college or whatever and just and the only learning happening in in the classroom of course I, I've certainly learned a lot from living in communal houses and and being in, in and around co-working spaces and so on so okay great um, so and, and maybe one more example then is there some kind of thinker organization that's that you consider transmodern yeah um, one of our other protagonists in our film uh, for example uh, is Alexa Clay <clears throat> She's a um, culture hacker and anthropologist and author and um, she's not tied to a specific space in that sense but it's more her kind of performative um, research that um, I feel is very transmodern in the sense that she explores um, alter egos. So um, she says through kind of playfulness and not taking things too serious um, and exploring all the different parts within yourself, um, we can live a more fulfilled life and also teach and tease the people around us, but with love, <laughs> not um, uh, as opposed to going like to demonstrations or, or being aggressively opposing people, um, but to find other ways of accessing uh, other opinions and also exploring perhaps opinions that you're not necessarily behind but to to kind of create this 360 degree um, understanding of certain um, subject matters 
So for example, uh, she goes to tech scenes often, dressed up as an Amish futurist, uh, and kind of provokes people through that. You know, she's in her costume, <laughs> and then she goes um, to sit next to a group of people who are on their phone, you know, and mm. between all the conferences, you know, revolving around the tech scene. And, um, and the first moment, it might seem silly, but it's actually very um, powerful and beautiful because people remember these encounters. Um, and through play, you, you're kind of, uh, you know, uh, tapping into the imagination of people. And then suddenly they're, hmm, maybe I could do this also. You know, maybe I have a, a similar idea, but maybe I don't know how to uh, do this. You know, of course, you can dress up for a Halloween party or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but how can we reintroduce play into our everyday lives and also our professional lives mm -hmm. and not be ashamed of that, but to use that as a, as a tool? Um, so in that sense, I think Alexa Clay and her very playful approach to uh, anthropological research is, mm. is very unique and uh, yeah, pioneering. Yeah. yeah, so we're starting to get a taste of what transmodernity means to you through these examples. <laughs> and can you say a bit more about why you think it's important for humanity at this time, or whether you think it's important for humanity at this time? Yeah, I feel it's really important to have this kind of umbrella term because uh, sometimes when I look around I see so many people that uh, feel a bit helpless or impotent um, and are resonating because they feel like there's so much going on on the world stage and when you turn on the news you, you feel like the world is going to shit, everything is falling apart and the system we're living in right now is crumbling. Mm. And uh, I think we all feel this intensity and of this time of transition we find ourselves in. Um, so I believe having a term um, that kind of that people can identify with really, really helps for people not to feel alone and um, to point towards all the things that are working out and, and to all the opportunities, like how and where can we um, like engage ourselves, you know, and how can we take action and um, yeah, how can we get together with communities around us and other individuals. So I think in that sense it's really important to have this kind of, yeah, term to tie everything mm. together. So are you, are you hoping it, it becomes some kind of like social movement then also that people, uh, mm, and is it the case that most people have work to do to become transmodern, or is it, or are people, or some people already transmodern without realizing it? I think many of us are already transmodern without really knowing. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm not too fixed, uh, not too, um, uh, yeah, fixed about this term. I don't. It's it's an arbitrary term that we chose. What do you mean it's arbitrary? I mean, it's quite like... It's, it's powerful, it's, yeah. but then again, uh, you mentioned meta-modernity before, uh -huh. and it might as well be that. Mm -hmm. Or uh, mm -hmm. we could also come up with something completely different that doesn't mm. include modernity. So, I mean, were you aware of the idea of meta-modernism and meta-modernity when you picked the term and when you started the film? Uh, no, actually, okay. I, I, I'd read a paper about uh, transmodernity, yeah. um, but meta-modernity only came to me, I think, just shortly before we finished the film. <laughs> and how about integral theory and the work of people like Ken Wilber? Was that on your radar? Or? Uh, a little bit, yes. A little bit. But, yeah. but that's interesting that you've, mm -hmm. you've basically uh, you know, 
developed some similar ideas without real exposure to those other communities. And uh, that, I think that's always exciting when, it, when people in different parts of the world and are like, ending, up, you know, ending up in similar conclusions based simply on what they observe happening around them and what they think might be necessary to, to move forwards. And yeah, I love that. I mean, for me, it's the sense of synchronicity. We don't have to know each other, but suddenly we're talking about the same things and mm. then we realize later and it's, yeah, yeah, it's really exciting, I feel. It's something, uh, something very basic, which is interesting to me on this, is that uh, so metamodernism, uh, for whatever reason, seems to be uh, very male. Actually, and uh, am I right in thinking you have a, a female colleague that you work with on the film as well? Um, and uh, yeah, I'm curious about whether there could be some integration of uh, or integ in integrating transmodernism <laughs> and metamodernism, where mm. there may be uh, some useful kind of a more masculine, more feminine perspective uh, that they can bring to one another. And I mean, maybe we can we can dwell on that for a while. Of, um, is in terms of it, like integrating perspectives, integrating energies. Do you have anything to say about whether and how society uh, can should be seeking to integrate the, the masculine and the feminine in some way? And have you seen any examples of that, or have you encountered any people that are attempting to do that kind of work? Um, yeah. Well, first of all, I, I do think it's really, really, really important to have this kind of balancing and complementing of. Uh, female and male uh, kind of energies and, and uh, strengths. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny that you say that metamodernity is very male to you. Do you mean the theory or the term? Just I just mean the, the metamodern community, the people that are writing about mm -hmm. it right now and, and talking about these ideas, okay. so the has, mo has more men than, than women. I think this has, mm -hmm. been, this has been noted on the, on the metamodernism email list, for example, which, mm -hmm. of which I'm a member. And I don't think people... I don't think it's, it's necessarily a problem, um, but it's, it's a feature for sure. Okay. And it's yeah, for example, I, did, I wasn't aware of that because yeah. I, I, so that's interesting. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, I think transmodernity, the term was first used in the 80s um, by a Spanish feminist. Okay, interesting. Um, and then, yeah, the paper I read was also by Irina mm. Atalievich, also a woman. Okay. Um, and the, what I like about the transmodern uh, theory is that the vocabulary they use is very feminine. It's very mm. talking about intuition, about love, all these words that are usually forbidden in the academic mm. context. Um, so I think there's a yeah, great need for that to mm. also be um, kind of provoked a little bit. Um, I mean, there's bell hooks. You'd consider a, a transmodern yes, writer, I think. Absolutely, yeah. 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 I mean, it's just just from the different um, like uh, tactics, if you like, that um, you know, in, in metamodernism, uh, you know, the people are writing papers and writing books, and it's quite theory heavy at times. Although there's, you know, people anticipate more, uh, you know, metamodern art galleries and, and more gatherings and more offline stuff, whereas. Mm. Uh, Transmodernism, although maybe attempting to capture some similar ideas, has uh, well, you know, you've made a film. You didn't, you didn't, <laughs> you didn't write like a, a paper or a book. So there's something just like more 
practical and alive. Well, that's the starting point. It's been something more practical and alive. And I'm, yeah, I'm very curious to see what happens <laughs> when you bring these two perspectives together. And so we're both going to be this weekend at the Emerge gathering yes. in Berlin, where I guess <laughs> this will be one of the, uh, will be a big opportunity to see whether this, this thinking can, can integrate. Totally. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so when I first found out about the term in 2012, um, yeah, I, I researched quite a bit and I, I didn't find any kind of cultural uh, production that related to this term. So it was solely used in mm. the academic world mm -hmm. and human geography, anthropology, etc., um, philosophy. And then actually in 2013, I first did an interview with Irina Talievich because I wanted to take that idea and remove it from the academic context. Mm. Uh, it was just seven minutes, so super short. Mm. And uh, that is actually when I first started feeling this uh, calling to make a documentary mm. about this concept, to kind of spread the word and take it to the people and a film is something very, I mean, as you know, very accessible. You can mm. uh, show it almost anywhere in mm -hmm. all different kinds of contexts. And um, it was very important to me and my uh, project partner, Luisa Daringer, to um, make it very accessible and very human. So not mm. to use too many crazy, fancy uh, terms that only the people who studied anthropology will understand. Mm. Um, so we also included some protagonists in our... Uh, in our film that didn't go to university and who have a very basic way of expressing their ideas um, and sentiments. So yet, it was yet about you still that. Feel that they're you know they are transmodern in some sense. You know, Absolutely. Like it, they don't have to, it doesn't always have to be about the way they express themselves or kind of their kind exactly. of uh, some level of intellectual development. You think that that people can you know qualify as transmodern in a variety of different ways then. Yeah. So, and yeah. I think there's a necessity and, and beauty in both, like to, <clears throat> I know the, the meta-modern uh, uh, community, um, like their publications, etc., they're, they're very important and um, I, there's a, a need for that also to have the recognition from the academic world, but I think at the same time there has to be a parallel movement mm -hmm. to take it beyond and to the people and to, yeah. Um, yeah. There's a... Um, uh, so the Rebel Wisdom YouTube channel, which has um, become very popular over the last months, and they were actually the guys that run this will be at the Emerge Gathering also, um, David Fuller and Alexander Biner. Um, they they've done they've covered Jordan Peterson a lot, and more recently they did an interview with an integral thinker. I forget, I think his name is Jeff Saltzman, um, where uh, he described. Well, the question was, do you think Jordan Peterson is an, an, an integral thinker or, we, you know, in, we could say metamodern thinker in, if we're using that language or transmodern, whatever. And they said, and he thought about it for a while and he said, I think maybe he's, uh, he's integral from the neck up, um, kind of com suggesting that maybe he, you know, intellectually, mm. he's like, he's a, you know, uh, he's, he's a very advanced you know, stage, but um, there was something about maybe, you know, in about the heart or the body, which like wasn't <laughs> quite there yet. And I'm, I'm very attracted to this idea that it's, um, yeah, it's a, a one, you know, a one dimensional progression is not uh, sufficient to capture the complexity of really what we're talking about that. Um, and I've even I had a conversation with a, a good friend, Carl Reeves about 
uh, even combining these kind of stages of development with with uh, the chakras, if you like, from mm, like uh, yeah. you know from Indian thought, and um, that uh, we can uh, you know each, each one one of those chakras, you know, thinking about the, the head or the heart or elsewhere, um, there yeah, the people can have a, a can reach a certain level of development, and perhaps it's quite rare for people to. Uh, to achieve, you know, some kind of transmodern, metamodern level of development in in all of these different ways, but if, but it might be a reasonable use of the term. Uh, we might feel comfortable describing someone as transmodern or metamodern if they, at any one of those uh, points, have, have have reached that. So some people that will be very much about emotional development, and other people mm. will be much more intellectual work. Um, so let's get on to talking about the the film then. So. Uh, you, have you already started screening it? Uh, not really. It no. is. It is finished, right? It's yeah, finished, it's finished. Yeah. We finished it in uh, September, mid-September, um, and we are uh, yeah submitting it to film festivals at the moment. Um, but long term, we also really want to look into different alternative uh, distribution channels, uh, showing it at conferences and um, at schools, universities, also because we feel young people really need to know about this um, because yeah, many young people are quite lost because everything is possible or they're told everything is possible and then it's uh, yeah, this kind of age of uncertainty I mean a, a new kind of lost generation I have a 10 year uh, 10 years younger brother and mm. I sense that very strongly with him mm. and his friends mm. um, yeah so we're very much open to showing it in different contexts and bringing it to art and culture festivals, mm. conferences, uh, and then online at some point as well. Yeah. Nice. And so we will be arranging a screening in London um, yeah. in association with the Psychedelic Society, it yeah. seems. <laughs> um, and where can people... Oh, yeah, some fireworks going off in the background <laughs> there. Um, where else can, or where can people go online to find out more about the film? Um, the best address would be our website, actually, mm -hmm. so transmodernity.org. Mm -hmm. Nice, and, yeah. that's, and soon enough there will be listings of, of screenings and, and so on there. Exactly, and, yeah. Uh, wonderful. Uh, any final thoughts? Um, no, but <laughs> believe in yourself and um, do your thing and make sense, you f uh, like make sure you uh, feel alive and <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you for. Uh, I believe it's very important work in trying to find a way forwards at this you know, uncertain time in the world. But like you, I'm, I'm optimistic that through some integration of perspectives, we can make some progress. So I look forward to seeing the film and yeah, speaking to you again at some point. Yeah, thank you for having me. Ciao.